Hold on. There it is. There you go. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, kind of. It's not that great. It's, uh, I don't know. It's got to be a better one than that. No, use the one where he's got the two golden guns from Face Off. You got that okay. picture? Um, let's see. That's the best part background. of the movie. Uh, background, two golden guns. This one. It's the only one I have. I only got a couple screenshots from this movie. Nah, that's not. That's not terrible. You can't see him. It's, no. it's terrible. This is worse. It's just I don't know. This is an arm. I don't know anymore. It's not even Pedro Pascal's arm, or is it? It is. Um, see if this one works at all with the sizing of the background. No. That works better. There. That's somewhat better. Yeah, somewhat. I'll take that somewhat. I'm talking to Tiffany. Okay, it's this or the water one. I'm talking to Tiffany Haddish. Which one works better? That's fine. This one works better than the water one, right? We got no point. We got no choice. Let me queue up the video because I'm just going to start the video right off the bat here. Hello, citizens. Welcome to B-Movie Battle, episode 64, Nick Cage cast 42, for the unbearable weight of massive talent from 2022. I am, unfortunately, Phoenix West. Dad, 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 yeah, this is a brand new film. The first Nick Cage movie I've seen in the theater since Matchstick Men, wow, I believe. That's a long, long, long stretch. That was like 2003, I want to say. It was 2003. That was 19 years ago. That's a good movie, Matchstick Men. It's a very good yeah. movie. Not great, but good. It's very good. It's a very good movie. Solid movie, Sam Rockwell. Yep. You got that one girl who's in it who's who weird disappeared now. forever. She disappeared, and you don't know what the hell she's in. And then she's in that Sam Raimi movie, and she never was seen again. And how I haven't seen the movie since the theater, so I've only seen it once. Oh, I remember he had a weird tick, and well, Sam yeah, Rock had, was a bad guy. He had he had every kind of anxiety in the book because he it was the guilt he had from Great. being a con man, and that's what we find out, and that's why it's kind of it's a nice morality tale. And Sam Rockwell fucks him over. Yes. Something about a plant. Literally a plant. No. No? Okay. (laughs) Nope. I thought he hid something in a plant at one point. No, there there was... um, He had a dog. He has a a, a dog that he puts his money in. A tiny little dog. A tiny little bulldog that he puts his money in. He took it out and he gives it to him. And all that money is gone. And Nick Cage throughout the movie is, is slowly falling in love with the checkout girl. At the end of the movie, he's working at a rug store. Oh, okay. It's great. It's a good we movie. have yet to discuss the movie on the show. Oh, we'll that movie. It. Yeah, we will eventually. But, so this is the first episode we've done in a while. Our last one was, I don't even remember. Um, oh, Kiss of Death. Yes, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. This is far superior to Kiss of Death. I, I do have some questions because this is the first Nick Cage movie I remember seeing trailers for in a very long time. Well, this is the meta Nick Cage, N-I-C-K Nick Cage movie. The N-I-C-K is a different... Yes, yes. So, again... I've been saying all week, I have a date with my wife to go see Nikki. date with Nikki C, I've been saying. It's good stuff. 
That's how I'm calling Nikki K- Nick Cage from now on, Nikki C. But would you say, say like, was this too meta or not enough meta? It was exactly as meta as I expected. Okay. The problem is Nick Cage is already in a movie that's perfectly meta. That's what ruins this movie a little bit for me. Zandalay. Yes, and adaptation. Yes, yes, yes. There adaptation is perfectly yeah. meta. Crafted. Yeah. It's like a little sculpture inside of a matchstick. Like someone knew it there and like with a fucking like jeweler's loop and was like, and they crafted this perfectly meta thing. And this is like a big broad meta comedy for the for the theater. An adaptation is my favorite Nick Cage movie. I've never shot away from saying that. Uh, this is it's a little junior version of that. It's like the junior whopper. It's like a little uh oh, it's cute. But it has this, the exact same twist, which is he writes oh, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, obviously. But he it's the exact same twist. He writes he ends up writing the movie that they're in with Pedro Pascal. And I called that the second they started talking about a script. I'm like, well, sure, yeah. Movie. Absolutely. And did you call the, the moment where he goes, Nick, you cannot you get inside that room, Nick. You gotta get inside that room. And he goes, I need to see inside this room. Are you sure, Nick? If you see what's inside this room, we may not be friends yeah. anymore. I did actually you, didn't. You didn't? I knew, right? I was like, oh, it's going to be a shrine. It'd be hilarious if it's a shrine in the cage. And the best part of that scene is he's got your pillow in there. That pillow makes an appearance. It's How a, dare he oh, it's so have great. this pillow? I'm, that, I'm was the, that was the funniest shit. I died in the theater. I, I think I was the only person laughing at that because nobody got it. Oh, me and my wife. Okay, we went and saw the movie. You took she the started laughing a few seconds before I did because she was kind of guessing where it was going. I was like, I don't know. I was waiting to see, like, because I was invested in the storyline apparently. But the second they opened the door and they showed a corner of the poster, I was like, oh, it's a shrine. Like, I knew before they revealed it. Right, right, right. Because I saw the, I, I, I'm like, I have a really good memory for posters. But I saw the National Treasure poster and I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. But he walks in and he goes, this is creepy. This to the poster. Dick. Yeah. And, and the Pedro Castle walks over. It's not creepy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I loved it. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Is when no, he takes him into the shrine. Because I literally go, no, it's not my favorite part by far. But I literally go, that's the same pillow. And she goes, right? Because we're we were in the theater with the post with the pillow. Yeah. I was holding it, going, ah. Because <laughs> I knew it. This is so meta. I had a feeling, and I think maybe I saw an image where they show his little room. I just didn't associate it in the moment right, that they right. showed the pillow. But I knew I had to bring the pillow. I didn't bring his mask, which I have. And that was also in the movie. In his, in his giant, the, the recreated Castro Troy life-size figure, who he goes, how much did that cost you? $6,000. <laughs> and it was an awful. Give you 15000 for right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I cannot, I cannot sell this. I love that Nick Cage goes, that's terrible. <laughs> How much do you pay for that? I'll give you 15. <laughs> like he over doubles the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot sell this, Nick. Yeah. And again, they do the setup with the guns, which I thought, of course, they're going to set up and pay off the Chekhov's gun theory again with uh, the two golden guns from Face Off, which was funny. I feel like I blew an opportunity to meet Nick Cage. Oh, my God. Because... Do you remember I showed you, I showed the guys in the chat a while ago. I think you were in there already. They were auctioning off everything in his little box there from Face Off. 
Oh shit! Yeah, I think you told me this. Yeah, and I was like, it's super. It was. It literally was six thousand dollars. Wow. So I could have bought those, but I assumed it was going to go six, seven, fifth, twenty-eight. You know, you know, skyrocket. Oh sure, yeah. So I was like, "Uh, I'm out. So I could have had the thing where I go, yeah, you can be in the movie. Nick Cage has to come pick him up though, as the seller. Like, yeah, yeah, right. You can take them all you want. I want Nick Cage here for 30 seconds for a handoff just to say, what's up, man? Sign my pillow. (laughs) I'm not doing that. This is sick. That's a disgusting thing. I hate that thing. Once you go in that room, you're not going to look at me the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was my favorite part of the movie. We have not set up the movie at all. I know, but... The reason is the story is the least important part of the movie. Right. It truly is. Yeah. But also the story as the movie goes along becomes more and more important, which I found but, interesting. But totally, I think it's it's all off. Totally was kind of this kind of it's weird because oh really? Well, because I was thinking about this today, and I was like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this comedy. And if you notice, Nick Cage never kills anybody in the movie. He does. He doesn't, though. He shoots he him in the yeah. shoulder what, no, with, with the, the knife. The tiny little dude at the end who's in front of the car, he shoots on the back of the head. Did he shoot him in the back of the head? Or yeah. did was that Nick? I was doing the same that? math the whole movie you were. Okay. But he does. So that was but that was the only time. He kills a couple guy in the in the basement, but I was like, maybe they lived. It reminded me of a lot the, the ending scenes reminded me a lot of the new uh No Way to Die. Right. Or what's that new James Bond movie called? Oh, the James Bond movie, yeah, right, right, right. But it reminded me a lot of that where they're in the basement there. Billy Eilish is a big fat pig. It's a lot of dark and it's right. the same exact set. Right. Yeah. But Cage is shooting a couple of people to get them free. And uh, then the, the one guy, the tiny little dude, blocks the car and then Cage shoots him in the back or the back of the head. Right. No, right. He died. He clearly died. No, you're right. I, I forgot. I thought the girl shot him. I couldn't remember. No, it was I remember she ran him over and he does get shot in the back of the head because he's like, oh. Yeah. Because he got, he ran him over. He gets, he gets right. back up and then Cage shoots him. I was like, oh, Cage killed someone finally. <laughs> Yeah, well, because that was the thing of death we saw. Because it was just, I don't know if Nick Cage, because it's a meta Nick Cage, he didn't want to be seen being a murderer. No, in this sort of fake world. And I love the fact. Okay, there's so many things I want to say about this movie because it is very meta, and also it's a enjoyable movie, like really enjoyable movie. It was funny. I had a blast this whole time. It was fun. Like it's not fantastic, but it is fun. Which is all you wanted out of this movie. All you want is like a solid laugh. I want to laugh during the movie, you know, watch it. And it's a Judd Apatow movie. Like, I want to laugh. And then right. there's some serious moments. And then it gets, you know, I laugh again. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, even the serious moments aren't serious. Yes. But they're making fun it's of him. Just, and It's goofy. Yeah. The whole thing's just goofy. And that's the first part I want to get to is yeah. how actually... How actual meta it is because I expected to be meta as far as Nick Cage referring to the fans like Pedro Pascal, like I'm Nick Cage. Okay, and they didn't do that. They didn't give you that satisfaction. He didn't tell him to go fuck off. He didn't tell him anything. He just played straight. You know, I I feel like I feel like Nick Cage would be that way. Yes, I don't think Nick Cage is is an asshole. Yeah, I don't think I think he's a nice dude. He yes, he he can handle fans. Right now, I'm building a cake. So the bare base layer there, because there's certain levels I wanted to see. Would in this be in real movie. life, but 
we are on a delay here. I said it was bro- it was breaking up. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think your internet was going. We're out. We're good now. But I'm, I said I'm building a cake. So the base level was Nick Cage just and his fans. I wanted right. to see how he handled that, and he handled it very well. It was not an issue with the movie. I expected him to be an asshole, like overly. I'm myself. I'm a comic version of myself. They didn't do that. They avoid all the stereotypes. I thought he was going to fall in love with the the Hispanic girl who who worked with Peter Pascal. Yeah, I thought they're going to do that whole thing where he fucks her, and it's like he gets jealous, and they didn't do any of that. So that was layer two. I was like, oh, they didn't do any of that. It's pretty simple. Thank you. The story's well, simple. I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, do the cliches. They avoid all the cliches here. And then the next step I was looking forward to is how does Nick Cage handle being Nick Cage, accepting every role? And he made fun of himself plenty in that opening thirty-five minutes, I'd say. Well, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The first like ten minutes of the movie is pretty much Nick Cage's. Hollywood adventure, just trying to get a job, and he hasn't really worked in a while, and he's he's kind of worried. That's why they say, "Oh, you're gonna get paid a million dollars for this birthday gig." Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do a movie, and that's what set up the, the plot of the movie. Um, well, they say is that. Sorry, go ahead. You're right. No, it's just that he he he's going. He wants to he wants a role from David Gordon Green. Yes, he's, he's the cameo director with him. Who did Joe with him? And he said that's the only director that ever directed me. The real me. Yeah. So I think that's why he said I want him in the movie for this character to react to. Which um, spoiler alert is a movie I voted above this one. No, Joe's a it's a great solid movie. fucking movie. Joe's a good movie. Yeah. Joe's really good. Yeah. I would this say is, Joe is great. That, Joe is a yeah, great Joe, movie. Joe's a great movie. Yeah, it is. It really is. I would uh, say it's yeah, okay. one of my favorite Nick Cage movies, absolutely. Yeah. But um, but again, what what, what kind of killed Joe was it's sort of in the same vein as mud. It kind of those two movies kind of tie in together, and they're both equally good with both equally good character performances by two actors, Matthew McConaughey and Nick Cage, and they're both kind of playing themselves in a way because I think Mud is very meta, McConaughey. But Mud was too far with that role. Well, it, go, it goes, it goes, it goes. Yeah, Joe's more realistic. Mud is more Hollywood. And this Mud is the guy is more, who did the fucking yeah. Halloween movies. Yeah, M- M- Mud has like check. Joe Mud, Mud, check. yeah. Well, J- Joe was like the poor man's version of Mud, where it doesn't have a big out mass shootout at the end, where it's not like the you know it's 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 the gang the gang attack at the end where you know yeah, it's they're like, not in the Mississippi Delta, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah. it's like they steal some money they, or they go to Britain. He's got to save his sister Drugs. from being raped by that guy. Yeah, and that's then all it was. Yeah, he saves her. And then he gets shot. He goes he right back shot from behind. No, he dies. No, but the kid goes like, yeah. Yeah, he goes. He goes. He to dies, like falls guy. off the bridge. He's, he like yeah, replaces yeah, yeah. his dad. It's like a really sweet movie. Yeah, yeah. The dad kills himself because he's like, I fucked up and I deserve to die. And he jumps off the bridge. Yeah, and, and who that was realizes he's his new dad, pretty much. Like he should take advice from him. Right. Yeah. 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 And that was it. That's that the was whole it, movie. Yeah. No. Like, oh, you actually really. give a shit about me. Meanwhile, my parents don't, and that's right, really yeah. all the movie is. Pretty much, yeah. It's simple as shit. And that's what I love. I love movies that are simple. Don't overstay right. your welcome and keep it, keep it. Don't go into the cliches territory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I fucking hate. But that right. movie's like, there's no cliches involved. Right. It's real. well, this one, this one's cliched. Yeah. 
there is cliches in this one, but again, because it, it, but that's the other thing I want to talk about. We'll get to it later. Tonally, this movie is kind of all over the place. <clears throat> it doesn't know if it wants to be a fall down funny comedy or or dramatic. Because there's that well, scene where where the CIA agents get murdered. Let's put a pause there because we'll yeah. go over tone later. Yeah, that's what I mean. That. Yeah, yeah, I want to get to some things first. I want to build on my cake here. Yeah, they didn't do a lot of the cliches that you see in this movie. Like I said, didn't fuck his interest. It wasn't right, a, yeah. it wasn't a Scarface thing where he fucks his cousin's girlfriend or, or anything like that. They didn't. Right. They put it all that. They did do the cliche of he wants to get his family back. Yes, but it did. It was so almost untouched upon that it worked. Right, because he never said that it was his goal, and that that's right. what it felt like. It was almost natural. Now here's the other meta thing. You know whose daughter is played by? Yes, Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Yeah, how the fucked daughter, up is that? She looks like I don't know. She looks she's like Martin Sheen. She's Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen. Michael <laughs> Sheen and Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Yeah, but she looks more like Michael Sheen. She's probably got her mom's body, but Michael Sheen's face. She's so got these big old alien eyes. She's got that Michael Sheen face. Yeah, <laughs> from Twilight. <laughs> I'm I'm a, a serial offender in sexual misconduct, but nobody weirdo. knows. Is there I a heard stories about that guy. I can tell though, she's pretty good. But she went with Pete Davidson, so she drops down like a lot of points. I think she drops up a couple points because she. I'm she in fun- Pete Davidson's wheelhouse. No, you're not. You're much prettier than Pete Davidson. <laughs> I am. I do- exactly. Pete, I'm da- above- Pete Davidson's awful. People know he's his name. Awful monster. That's the only difference. Yeah, he's awful. No one likes that guy. I just don't. You must have a fucking fourteen-inch cock or something. I don't get it. He does, but does Kate Beckinsale seem like a person who cares about that? She doesn't to me. No, I think so. Kate Beckinsale is a fucking does Martin Sheen sex addict. Seem like nah. I did it too. No, my, Michael Sheen is like a Sheen seems Michael, <laughs> No, Michael Sheen's like a predator. I've heard stories about Michael. Exactly. I'm surprised so, he did not. He did not get me too. I'm like amazed. He is like quintessential rumorville. Like he, they'll shut down a, pro, a project because he fucked something. Like, but I would look at maniac. when I was single. I would look at people, look at girls, and go, "All right, that's her ex boyfriend, and that's her right. ex boyfriend before that." There is no overlay with me. Yeah, I'm out. There's <laughs> it's two six foot three black dudes. I right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, not yeah, even gonna yeah. try. Not even no, like, no. I would just mean? look at I looked at who she dated. Oh, he's a human being. I got no chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Oh, he existed. No, I'm good. She, she dated a real person. I'm out. I can't deal with it. But can he type? <laughs> ah, fucking bitch. <sighs> Show me your panty line. Kill me. Kill <laughs> really me. weird. Really kill weird me. specified uh, fetishes <laughs> you have. I want PL. Show me your VPL. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll only go with you if you have a tan line. Uh, and you have, to have, you have to have white nipple. It's, uh, Kevin, Kevin's uh, is a crow. Or, sorry, Kevin has servo on, on MST3K. We always say, like, ooh, VPL. Physical yeah. panel line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Okay. I wish this movie would have done though. I wish Ron Livingston would have been his agent. 
like an adaption instead of Patrick Harris, Sean Patrick Harris, whatever his name is. Say adaption one more fucking time. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. Adaptation. Adaption. It, it no, the problem is it works both ways, and that's the yeah. point. Yeah, that's why Spike Jones is the fucking smartest filmmaker alive. Because Stanley Kubrick's dead, but that's why he's the smartest filmmaker alive. Yeah, adaption, adaptation, both work. Yeah. So you're not wrong. I should no, give you that. I should give phonetically you that speaking. Yes, yes. But, it's know. that with a period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like sometimes I'll say Arabic, but then I'll say Arabic. Sometimes Arabic. I get Arabic and Arabic, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's Arabic." And I always say Arabic. It's just I don't know what it is. Arabia some beans, some, of that, some, like some words I have to say, I have to say incorrectly first, and I'll say it correctly. There's definitely some words I can't think of the top of my head here, but yeah. It's just a trick. It's a trick I have. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Your match stick man now. Piss blood. You ever beaten us? How would you piss blood? Uh, oh, I have. I was I was hoping they'd have a Zandalay reference, but it never happened. It came close, but it didn't happen. Okay. While we're on the subject, and we are all yes. over the place, I realize, and that's going to happen yes. throughout this whole episode. Of course. I wanted more face-off references because I kept hearing how closely knitted this was to face-off. Yes. There's yes. like two. Well, um, I guess originally Nick Cage, when they, they they pitched this idea to him, he wanted to play the fan. He wanted I love to this. play. I love this. I saw this too. Yeah, he, he said it would be more interesting if he played the character that was in love with Nick Cage because it just would be kind of funny to, how meta that would be if he could play the fan, you know, and someone else would play Nick Cage. I thought that was kind of interesting, but I don't know how you pull that off. See, I, I interpreted that, that story differently than you did, apparently. Because I saw, the way I saw it was he wanted a lot of those same character things with his character. Right. I, I didn't read it like he wanted to actually take over the role. I read it as he wanted a lot of the same moments to be his. Oh, no. I think he wanted to be that part. <laughs> I would not part. put that past him, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way I read that. Right. I and originally, yeah. it, it wasn't supposed to be Pedro Pascal. It was supposed to be Dan Stevens, which that is interesting. A couple things I want to say here. Yeah. First, I'm... And when Nick Cage heard Pedro Pascal's taking over, he goes, all right, never mind. Because the man respected right. the fact that Pedro Pascal's fucking amazing. Yeah, oh, I love Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal stole this movie away from Nick Cage. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's by far the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The man is phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, I love Every Pedro time Pascal. they show his face and his reactions, I started he's laughing great. so oh, he's, he's awesome, yeah, he's I love just, Pedro. Yeah. He's just smiling at Nick Cage, and he doesn't... The other stereotype I love that they avoided, while well, you know, going back to the stereotypes they avoid, he wasn't the over. Remember right. that time you were? He didn't do any of that. He yeah. he shut his mouth. He wasn't Chris Farley from SNL. Remember that time you were in? He didn't do any of that, and I was like, yeah. "Thank you," because Body. if this was anyone else and they did this script, it would be like that time you were in this. Right, right, right. He only I mean, brought up another you. movie he did when he talks about Guardian Tess. But right, was, yeah, which that was, that was funny, and that, that was, made me laugh because that, that was, was the, yeah, it was funny because it ties in his dad. It's, it's he's doing his, it's a character, it's a character moment where he's talking yeah. about it is expository, and you're setting up his character, and he says, "We never got along on anything except for one thing, guarding." When you were watching, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. 
Yeah, but it, it's natural in the conversation. Right, it works. I it's feel like if stupid. anyone else did this movie, they would go right. shoot him like you did in Con Air, or you know, right, some yeah, they yeah. would have to reference a thousand movies a minute. And you I gotta say, feel like if I were to do this script, I feel like I would be right. guilty of that mm. because I'm too big of a fan, and I would know all of the. And it's so hard to keep yourself from doing that. So I'm really <laughs> glad they didn't. The only one they go inside his little weird shrine does he go. From from uh, the rock when he has the the beads, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bead falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The rock, remember? It's very nonchalant. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. you know, that's that's from the rock because he's embarrassed. I know. know. Because Pedro Pascal's a good fucking like a great fucking actor, and he doesn't go like, oh, from the from the the rock. Remember when you and Sean Con? He doesn't do any of that. Just oh, from the rock, and he moves on to the pillow. Well, he's I like think he, he's like, no, it's not, he, it's not yeah, silly. it's not creepy. He's smart enough to know playing it straight is the funny. That's, That's why funny. it's funny. That's why yes. it works because you play it straight. Yeah. Subtle is what makes that scene. Yeah, because he goes, Cage himself is not playing. Because w- what normally would happen is Cage is playing a straight man, and, right. Nick, and Pedro Pascal. This is how every other writer in the world would do this. Cage is the, or sorry, Pedro Pascal is the the wacky character. Cage is a straight man. Right. That's how everyone would write that scene. Right. Pedro Pascal is being the crazy, loony, obsessed stalker. Mm. But what they did was they reversed that. Pedro Pascal is the straight man. He's going, no, it's, no, it's not creepy. And he's, you know, he puts his pillow back. And then Nick it's Cage is like, how much did you pay for this? It looks terrible. He's playing the wacky guy. Like, like yeah, what the, yeah, yeah. and that is what makes this movie like, a raise uh, like an octave yeah. above where it would normally be. Right. That scene alone, like you said, is your favorite scene in the movie. That's the, that's the scene that made me go, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't do those things I was expecting. Right. And that's another layer of my cake that I'm mentioning. No. It's all these layers that I thought they were gonna do that they didn't do, and <clears> that's <throat> what I appreciate about this shit. Is right. Meta is so easy to oversaturate and just do like so saccharine and. Well, and in speaking, uh, did you like or dislike the younger Cage? That's his is uh, is id. Did you, did you like that, or do you think that's kind of weird? That is the last thing in the world I expected to happen. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, they're really going for it. When that happened, when the first, when he's in the car, he's, you're Nick Cage, man. No, the first you're time a movie star, happens, man. Yeah, no. he turns out the car. Yeah, and and he talks to his younger self, and it's like it's like a. The Princess deep, deep Leia thing. in the end of yeah. Rogue One. And, well, it's much better because it looks yeah. real. But I think they actually had Nick Cage do the lines, and then they like de-aged his face. Well, I think he said, "Yes, yeah, deep fake." They just put he just played, yeah. the, or I think it was another actor who who played him, but then he did the face stuff, and they just recorded his face doing it. I, the way I you saw it, the face, it's, it's deep fake. It's yeah, the way I saw that was Nick Cage was doing it, and then yeah. they just replaced his face with his own face. Yeah, I think that's what they did. That's what it looked like to me because like that, Cage, yeah. the way he looks at himself is a little off. Right. Like he's yeah. a little, the eye lines don't quite match up. So I was like, okay, there's nobody there. Right. Just, and he did the other role. Right. Yeah. I could be wrong, obviously, but. And then he kisses himself, <laughs> which was funny. I laughed. I thought that was like, oh, that's interesting. That's funny. The first scene is in the car. Yeah. And he's just like, he, he he's like cheering himself on, but he's right, like, yeah. The first scene is after his daughter's birthday party. We got kicked out, right? 
No, 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 it's before that. Before that, before that, okay. No, no, because it only happens three times because you have to do that. That's a joke that you do in threes because it it makes sense. So what what happens is he, he, oh, maybe we should go through the beginning of the story to get it set up. Um, Go for it. Nick Cage, uh, well, it opens with actually a girl getting kidnapped watching Con Air. In, in it's it's just Cage. fucking Nick Cage smoking a joint, joint. yeah and, and she gets she gets taken a la taken and uh, you're like well what does this have to do with the movie but you're like whatever it's it's gonna be the opening and then um, you flash to Hollywood Nick Cage is um, trying to get a part with David Gordon Green so he's having lunch and I guess originally it was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino he's like but, yeah there's a lo- everyone in the movie is supposed to be someone else. Right, yes. Tarantino and, was supposed to have a role, like you yes, said. And yeah. Tiffany Haddish replace someone else. Ike, Bar- yeah. Ike, Ike Barinholtz replace someone else. Right. Everyone replace someone else. Yeah, and Dan you know was replaced by Pedro Pascal. Worked out. Well, something must have happened. Maybe it was the, because what happened. So, so what basically what happens is uh, Neil Patrick Harris is his agent. And he goes to see his agent, and I guess uh, Neil Patrick Harris said Nick Cage when he has a shirt off in, in the steam room, his tattoos are all covered with paint. Because in the movie, movie version, real Nick Cage doesn't have tattoos, but the real Nick Cage has tattoos. Yeah, he has so a that was the thing. And I guess he said the reason why he wanted to cover it, because he goes, this Nick Cage hasn't been married so many times. <laughs> That's why he wanted to get the the, the tattoos covered, because they're all his, wife's, his ex-wife's names. Briefly touch on that, and then we'll get back to yeah. what you're doing. It, it is a movie version of nick cage yes, which is both yes. way too wacky and crazy and then nick cage who in real life who's also crazy but he's been married way more and he's less yes. stable than in the movie yes. yes yes but he does he does make fun of himself by the fact that he quotes way too many like philosophers and stuff yeah. yes because nick cage interviews are infuriating because the man right. talks like that in real life I'm the kid. I'm, I'm the California kid. Nietzsche said that you know, you know, and he's like, he just quotes. All, Nietzsche said, you know, he, he's one of those guys that just like right. he's read because he's had a lot of free time. Yeah, and that's him in real life, and that's him in this movie. He makes fun of himself for real. It's and not just had- making fun of him like his movie version. He makes fun of himself for real. And then he has his ex Irish wife. <laughs> His yeah. Irish ex-wife, who's funny. I did enjoy her character because she's just like, get the fuck out of here. She just couldn't stand him anymore. And she's not afraid to tell him to go fuck off and get out. I also love the fact that there before this movie was the Elvis trailer. I didn't have I missed the trailers because I got I got there late. Oh, you I wish I did because they revealed way too much about Doctor Strange and the multiverse of horror or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, really? Uh, but they the they played Elvis, okay. and I'm like, uh, this movie. Looks terrible. I guess you're saying Oscar Oscar movie that one. Really? Watch the trailer yeah. when we're done. It looks yeah. fucking awful. Hey man, what's going on? By the way, next week. Oh, we gotta watch Elvis. No, three weeks from now we're doing Elvis. Oh, thank, thank God, we got three weeks to watch. John Carpenter's. Shit, I gotta I gotta dust that one off. But that looks on, better than this one on Amazon. This one looks it's Boslerman first of all. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I know that. It, it looks. It looks like someone doing an SNL impression of 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 Elvis. Like, oh come on, honey! Like you told us just the whole movie. Oh. Like, that was an Elvis shtick. But he's like, "Come on, Priscilla, let's go down." To... It's like, oh my god! Hey, 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 hell no! Yeah. yeah, 
I ain't nothing but a hound about. Let's go down to the steak and shake and get ourselves some. You know, get shake. Oh well, we're so man. Come on, you some, you some. Yeah, you know, like rolls, it covers man. his whole life because it shows the Vegas parts, and I'm like, mm. I do like Moulin Rouge. It's a fine movie. It's sure. Not great. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the DiCaprio bullshit. Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby was a little too far for me. It Australia. looked terrible. Australia, I never saw. That's another one of those, like, what? Nope. Uh, Boz Lerman, so 50 50 in my mind. Right. This looks terrible. I was watching this trailer, being like, it, it seriously felt like an SNL skit. Like, it Did felt you... like it was making fun of what would you do if there's an Elvis movie? And I'm like, there, it, walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. That's what right. that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Is, is this what going to happen? Like every other bass. Bessler movie has 55 cuts in 10 seconds. Where you're just like, oh, I have a seizure. Jesus Christ. Boz Lerman did Taken 3 or Taken 2, whatever that's in. <laughs> Taken take 3. Taken 3 is the worst. Oh, man, that, that's bad. But it, no, Bosler, you watch Moulin Rouge or you watch any of his movies, he has like 20 cuts. And it's just like, holy shit, stop it. Stop, stop. Hold hold the shot. Jesus Christ. He holds it together by having those long pan in shots to the scenes. Kind Across of, he, he, he's, afraid, he's afraid to hold a shot for like 20 seconds. He can't do it. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that guy, but okay, so let's get back. Yes. Did I have a problem with the Nicky Cage parts? Because he plays Nick Cage with a K. Yes. No. Because I feel like maybe that's how Cage actually talks to himself. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, he, yeah. and that I, I, the way I read that in the in the theater was Nick Cage going, "You have to be an artist still, right?" And we we did, re, you know, you mentioned on a previous podcast, not this one, but Nick Cage said he never phoned in a performance, right? That's what he's saying, and I actually agree with him. Yeah, I make fun of the man all the time, and I love the man, but I don't think he's ever phoned it in. He has done movies for money. But he's never phoned in his performance. He's always been there, like I'm gonna do something. Like even it's stupid, like that one where right. he's silent, the versus the fucking robots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Willy's of, Wonderland. Oh, Willy's Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. That movie fucking sucks. But I didn't feel like he was faking it. You know? No. And also, they make the case that he, there was a, they have that the, the myth of him is that he's always in like financial trouble. The lowest he's ever been like in trouble is he's been worth twenty five million dollars. Like that was the yeah. lowest he's ever been, like in trouble. So he's not—he's not nuts where he's like Johnny Depp spending. I think no. Nick Cage is smarter than that, and I think people just—he just buys wacky stuff, and people like automatically will say, like, "Oh, he's just a weird spendthrift." It's like I don't think he's well. He's also he gets married a lot, and divorces cost money. So I think that has a lot to do with it. He did that, he's, but yeah. he, the the way he spent his money was smart because he bought art. And like, yeah. like you said, I saw something that said he spent a hundred fifty or five hundred thousand on dinosaur bones. I'm like, right? Which he can resell for six hundred fifty thousand. Sure. Well, sure, yeah, probably. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's why he never was actually in debt when he had to pay his well, taxes. Well, and he had he has like a massive comic book collection that he sold. Yeah. for like millions of dollars. He had like Spider Man number one. All the he time. had one he of had the a biggest bunch of, yeah. comic book collections ever. And I think he still has some of it. Like he's yeah. not. He still collect. I'm sure he still. Probably bought him back when the price went down. He probably came back and bought him again. I don't think he's an idiot. He's not an idiot. No. But the movie portrays him as a guy. He reminds me of his character in The Weatherman. 
which is a guy who has a good head, just cannot control his own life. He can't control the people around him. Like he tries so hard and he's successful in his field, but you said weatherman, I got upset, I had to leave the room. For everything me. else around him, he just uh, can't control, you know. It's Come very control. similar to me to the to the weatherman. Right, yeah. It's not the room that cage. The room that no. cage is actually more of a disaster. Yes. Because he has he a married, drinking problem. The reason I brought up Elvis because he married Elvis's daughter. Yes. In real life. Yes. And he was obsessed with Elvis. Still is yes. probably. Oh, I don't see a movie it. called Honeymoon in Vegas that we talked about where he plays Elvis a yes. little bit at the end. He skydives as the flying Elvises. Come on, man. Look at me. I'm Elvis. That's why he does every seventh movie in Vegas. Now, why he does every eighth movie in New Orleans, I have no idea. The food. Must be. And then, no, it's the food or the restaurant. He's always marrying a waitress. He always hooks up with a waitress. He's been doing <laughs> the last five marriages. I think we're all waitresses. No, this woman was a makeup artist. I thought she was a waitress. No, no, in the movie, it's a makeup artist. Yeah, she did no. his, his last actual marriage. <laughs> was a waitress. Yeah. He had Patricia Arquette. Yes. He had... Uh, oh, first Lisa before Marie. that was... Uh, Lisa Marie. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. And Patricia Arquette. And then he had another woman, I don't know. Then he had that Asian woman who I think he's married to now. So, four... I know in the eighties he was he had I think he was married to somebody else too. I think he's been married a few times, but at least six times. Let's take a guess. Let's let's find out how, how many times has Nick Cage, the real Nick Cage, has been married? Patricia Arquette, ninety five to two thousand. What's this say? Two thousand one. Lisa Marie Presley, two thousand two to two thousand four. Here's the Asian girl, two thousand four through two thousand sixteen. Okay. Erica Koki, I think it was that was the like <clears> that's the new one. one. No, uh, oh, oh, that oh, was oh, a twenty day one. Oh, he geez. just got married again to Rico Shibata. That, there you go, and that's the current one. That was another waitress. I think the last three were, were waitresses. I don't blame him. No, well, why not? I'm sure he tested. He deals with. He sees how actresses are. And he's like, I can't deal with them crazy bitches. He dated yeah, two people in their fucking primes. Yes, that's what I'm going to oh. say, yeah. Right. What do you Ooh. want? Beyond that, you're like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm not defending the man. I'm just saying I would do I would do the exact same thing. And I'm sure in the 80s, he was like having a, hell, a wonderful time. And I'm hoping He's, Alexander Daddario is listening. And she's like, you know what? She's, she's right. Let's she's find a podcaster with semi-good looks. She got married. So I think she's engaged to somebody. Why do you fuck off, Dick? Why don't you fuck Hey, I got to deal with it too, okay? I can't sleep at night. I can sleep. <laughs> I can sleep. Whoa! <laughs> True, True Detective. detective. <laughs> season 1, Episode 8. I, I don't know if that's the right number. 35 <laughs> minutes, 42 seconds. I'm Mr. Skin. 30 minutes, 45 yeah. seconds. And see. Uh, <laughs> uh, done. <laughs> sleep like a fucking baby. <sighs> Alex. Just... Just like your Nick Cage intro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's me going yeah. to sleep every night. Oh, baby. <laughs> my foamy froth all over my belly. Take me away, Percy Jackson. And the Let my off, chest baby. and stomach hair soak up my juicy goodness as I fall asleep on my back. Baby, baby, baby. They become like white trees. Oh, my God. Little sperm babies on my chest. <laughs> oh, wow.
Where were we? Um, you were describing uh, the plot. Nick, Nick Cage's marriages. No, um, <clears throat> so Nick Cage has a daughter in this movie, and Nick Cage realized that son says sons. He doesn't have a daughter. So that was what I was like. I was remember watching the movie. Does he even have a daughter? I was like, no, he no. doesn't. Because I almost, I almost thought Cage. we have metalhead son, metalhead son, and who actually he's a good dad. I know, I know that because he yeah. supports his kids. And I said, while intents and purposes, they actually get along pretty good because like he always talks about his son's albums. And stuff. He, he's a good dad. He's a, he's a good artist. Yeah, he's an artsy fartsy dad, but I'm sure they have a good time together. He looks like a good dude, but um, he's having trouble with his daughter because. He, you know, he's trying to relate to the daughter, but it always goes back to him because he's the center of attention because he's the actor. And even the wife is like, Nick, you do this all the time. You got to figure out, you know, figure your shit out and then maybe have a relationship. But he, oh, what happened? According to Cage, he owned the most haunted house in America, oh. a home located in the French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana. Well, there you go. Now we know why every eighth Why is there? Yep. Cage also sold his Action Comics number one in online auction managed by Heritage Auctions for record bidding $2.16 million. There you go. To pay to assist his paying his tax liens and other debts. Oh, sure, yeah. Page, Cage purchased the comic in 1997 for $110,000. Wow, that's a hell of a return on investment right there. Um, Jesus. $110,000 to get, what, $1.6 million for it? That's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, Craig is arrested in New Orleans, French Quarter, District on uh, April 2011 yes. for suspicion of domestic abuse battery, disturbing peace <laughs> and public intoxication. Yes, he does get drunk a lot in public, and that's a problem. He does have issues. He's got a lot of issues in reality. But I, I honestly do not see him hitting someone. No, I, I, I think that, yeah, I would say maybe he, he does that kung fu thing, but that's as far as he goes. And, uh, yeah, he does that a lot. Does he do that in this movie? No, he does this. He does... He does that. Uh, oh yeah, I appreciate you with his rings. Which That's I want to literally behind us right now. Where the rings? Is that a real Nick Cage? That's thing? definitely real Nick Cage. That's Nick, a real Cage Nick Cage wears yeah. a lot of wild jackets and a lot That's, of wild rings. He's got a Johnny Depp scarf thing going on, but with jewelry, with rings and, and jackets. And he did do his own driving and gone sixty seconds. That is true. Oh, here we go. So here's. Oh, here's two kids. Okay, there's the same kids. Nicholas Kim Coppola. Yes. It's his name. That's him. That's his name. But I'm yeah. just... I know the fact that his, his alternate version is credited as that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I, thought, I, I thought that was funny, yeah. So here's his kids. Okay, here we go. And I kn everyone knows about Weston. He's the... He's, he used to be in, like, fucking, like... He, he that's like a... That's a... That's a normal picture of Weston. Like, honestly, that's the most normal I've ever seen him look. And here's his... So this is a Superman kid. Kal-El. kal, -El. kal, -El, kal -El, yeah. Coppola Cage. Right. And then we have... Who looks like an Asian kid. Nicolas Cage. And this one about a while ago. That's hilarious. This is, oh, this is 2021. The there City of Angels actor and his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going off here. That's hilarious. All right, so yeah, there we go. So I I only know he has two kids, those two. Apparently, there's a third, but I he just had I think he just had a baby, so he just had a third kid. But it was never updated on Wikipedia, so I don't know. Well, yeah, they haven't caught up yet, but yeah, I think his wife now is currently pregnant. Okay, the man personally don't give a shit about. Honestly, do what you want. Don't give a shit. 
Yeah. The movies is what I care about and what you care of course. about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, they really simplify his personal life. He has a yes. he has an ex-wife who's Irish. Yeah. She was the makeup person on his one right. and Captain Carilli's made a Lynn. That's right, yeah. <laughs> underrated film. I just remember what that it was. Is, uh, it's underrated. It's underrated. And he has a daughter, and that's yes. it. Yeah, that's it. They keep it simple. Like I said, it's a it's a movie version of his life. And yeah. they the problem is the movie version of his life is like the weatherman. Right. Where it's a it's an updated version, it's a, actually a better version of his life. Adaptation, meanwhile, similar film story-wise, is a much worse version of, of Charlie Kaufman's life. He makes right. fun of himself so yeah. fucking hard in that movie that it's hard to look at this movie as a serious movie. Right. Because adaptation is far, far superior to this movie. Well, adaptation is also directed by Spike Jones. Yes. And written, and by, written by Charlie Kaufman. So again, what, it, probably you know, the best screenplay writer that's ever existed. I'll say that. Well, one of them, yeah. One of them, yeah. No. You can say one of them. That's fine. Yeah. I would say the best for me. Um. Well, I yes. didn't. I didn't see Synecdoche, and I didn't see Human Nature, so I couldn't. I couldn't. I seen Human Nature. Yeah. Human Nature is good. Synecdoche, I have not seen. And I haven't seen his episodes of Dharma and Greg, so I can't be one hundred percent. I probably have. No, but filmmaker, film right. writer. I, 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 he did so many movies in a row that I just fucking love. And and during a time that I was really growing up in film, so yes. I, so he's up there. He's in my favorite. He's my top, top spot for writers. But this movie, I just felt like it was like it was a Hollywood version of adaptation. It was what would the mass? They even say it in the movie. We have to add a, a plot element. So we add in the kidnapped daughter thing. And we have Tiffany Haddish being like, what can you say to him to make him talk about the kidnapping of right, that girl? Right. They think that uh, Pedro Pascal kidnapped the girl. Right, yeah. And that's the whole point is him and Pedro Pascal start working on a script. Eventually yeah. that script starts crossing the line into reality, which is, right. let's kidnap my daughter. Therefore, you can figure this out because I'm having troubles with my daughter. And Pedro Pascal reads that horribly wrong. And that's where a lot of it's like a sitcom. That's why I said it was right. like earlier, because Pedro Pascal goes, "I got you." Okay, I don't agree with that, but and he, and okay. he, fly, he flies his family to see him. He immediately takes the his next family day, to California. The to, next day, yeah, to whatever country they're in, Colombia. Who knows? Well, here's the thing. Okay, I feel like this was shot in Nice. Like it does not look like it's the Central America, South America at all. No, it's definitely. It looks. It's like Malta or Spain or somewhere in the in Europe. And I think that's the case because originally Dan Stevens is playing this character. So I feel like it was supposed to be like sort of an Eastern European Russian thing. And then they, they Pedro is Hispanic. So they went more for the, oh, Central America drug lord thing. It does not look like South America. It is not South America. Yeah. It looks like you said, it looks like uh, South of France. Yeah. It looks like Ronin. It looks like they're in Ronin. It's it looks a of, like a um, non-tropical getaway with a really <clears throat> the vistas are incredible, but it's no. not. It doesn't look like jungle to me. Like it is not. Yeah, it's not South America. Well, partially because Colombia, I don't believe, is on the ocean. Isn't no. it in the middle of the country? Like no, the, it's in the middle. It's, it's landlocked. landlocked. It's not in the yeah. middle, but it's landlocked, right? No, yeah, yeah. Brazil is Ecuador on the would be on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Chile would be on the ocean, but no. Argentina, like any any other country in South America except for Colombia. I think Argentina is actually landlocked too. I don't know, but Buenos Aires is probably on the coast, though. Maybe I can't remember. 
Or maybe it's near the coast. I, don't know, I can't remember. The Falk, the Falkland Islands. But um, yeah, so I mean, you and oh, Argentina is not landlocked. It's, on it's not okay. It's on the coast. It's on the east coast. I, I was thinking it was on the. Oh, it's on the east coast. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Um, to, okay, so when Had he gets Aaron Holtz. Yes, he's in one scene, and I guess he was only there for one day or two days because he doesn't show up again. He's in three scenes. He dies off screen, and his body's there, but you never see his face. It's not him. It's not him, obviously. And I'm just like, all I could think about was the fact that that's not like. Did he leave this? Like, did something happen? They ran out of money, and they had like he had just like two days to do anything, and that was it. What the fuck would Ike Barinholtz be doing that was more important than this? I don't know. Mad TV's been off the air for 20 years. Maybe he's doing Suicide Squad 2. Oh, he, was he, in, in that. he was in that actually fairly decent movie called The Hunt from uh, from what's his name? Uh, Blumhouse. Oh, I still haven't seen that one. Decent movie. Yeah, I didn't Like Baron Holtz is in it. Does, does he? a good job. He does, he does a good job in that movie of script plus improv right works in that movie in this movie it's I, all improv it's all improv it's, and all it didn't work. Improv. it's, it's all right yeah the it's only part i laughed at when he goes when she goes tiffany haddish is like undercover and she's like nick cage i, I loved you in the crudes too right yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like oh thanks here's your signature and he gives him the thing and yeah yeah he goes he's like she's like i got him i had to do something he was right there so did you see crudes too and he goes no, I was. I'm 40 fucking five. Why would I see Cruise two? That's what the fuck would I see Cruise two for you? Yeah, yeah. that no. was the only part I laughed That's, at. Yeah. Baron Holtz, uh, yeah, who normally I, I fucking love. I love well, like Mike Baron Holtz. He's in it really quick. He's like he's yeah, in the car. The he's in a scene in the car, and then he's on the phone with him when the, when he's trying to lay the camera in the mainframe room, and yes. that's it. And he's out of the movie. So and something then he gets killed. Something happened because even Tiffany Hash replaced somebody else too. Yeah. Who did she replace? There was another actor that was a character actor, and they just replaced him last minute. Something must have happened. Guy, I can look it's it up true. now. And Tiffany Hash was handpicked by Nick Cage, I guess. But it's like I didn't even realize that was Tiffany Haddish. I because I, I had never. I know who Tiffany Haddish is. I just don't remember what does she do, what, like what she looks like. Because I'm just like I forgot where she. You know, I didn't realize that was her. And I was like, oh, she's fine, whatever. Anybody could have played that part. But what threw me out of the movie is she's in the movie for, you know, a, a, a lot of it. She's actually in the movie more than I thought she was going to be. And she's kind of playing, she's the CIA person, you know, Baba agent. And then when they when they kill her character off. Oh, I just read something. Oh, what is it? Sorry, I want you to continue right after this, but. Nicholas Cage revealed that his character in The Weatherman is also a reflection of himself, including the divorce relationship with his father, oh, changing okay. his name, and public perception. So, interesting, yeah. interesting. Like I said, this is very closely related to The Weatherman, if any oh, other yeah. movie in his, his catalog. But sorry, continue. Right. No, I just, it, it, Tiffany Ash is there. She's set up, the, she's basically the, expo, the exposition, and that's her role, and whatever. She's fine. And I just, I felt weird because, like, she, they're they're coming to to get to her. He's going to see her to take his family back. So the CIA is going to take oh. him out of there. Oh, whoa. this is an interesting story. Interesting trivia that it's obvious, but also didn't think about that. Uh-huh. The third movie where Nick Cage plays two characters. <gasps> That's true. Face off adaptation than this one. 
Right, because he okay. plays the, the 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 drug lord that, that was. I started fucking laughing out loud when he's his makeup. No, and he's like so that would be three, but no, hello. Him and his younger version would be the two. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, sorry. No, just I'm sorry. What what? No, just that's the only part that I had an issue with was like, if you're going to go full comedy, why do you have that second act? Because I know you know. Oh, the stakes got to be raised. It's going to be an action movie now. And they even mentioned it in the movie where they said the third act has to be the darker, action packed, you know, holds no holds barred action sequences. And it just turns into an action movie. Do you know what that part reminded me of? Seven Psychopaths. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly what Sam says. It's, in that it's the, scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you have to do a shootout. Yeah. You have to have right. an action. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it works a lot better in that movie. This yes. one, I was just like, all right, here we go. Because Abby, Abby Cornish runs in a white shirt in the rain. She gets shot up in her she has <laughs> giant breasts. And it's hilarious. And, it's and the only perfect. part in this movie I laughed at was... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I'm just saying giant breasts part. The part that I also laughed out loud <laughs> at the very end of the movie where Nick Cage throws the knife and stabs the guy. His daughter runs to him. And she's got big tits. Like they slow motion it. They did. It's just like it's, it's ridiculous. Me more. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "That's funny." That was. I was thinking funny. of Austin Powers' gold member right there with Tom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, Gwyneth Paltrow. It was very goofy. Yeah, they did that funny. on purpose, and it was very right. Austin Powers' gold member there. Very, very, yeah, very, very obvious. But, but yeah, as I was going to say, um, I read a couple things here. So according to Cage, this is going back to Weatherman. This is not the first time Nicolas Cage played a fictionalized version of himself in a movie. His character in The Weatherman was a reflection of his movie star persona. Um, David Gordon Green and Demi Moore replaced Quentin Tarantino and Angela Jolie. Um, Where's the... I know exactly what you're talking about with the Tiffany Haddish thing. I just can't find it. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody that was the character actor. Oh, I think it was the guy that played Richard Jewell. Despite its long six-word multi-syllable title, The Unbearable Weight of Master Talent is actually is not actually the longest title Nicolas Cage cinema movie. The longest one is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Granted. However, the longest title of all Cage film productions was the actually made-for-television David Lynch Industrial Symphony Number no. One, The Ballad of the Brokenhearted, oh which I've God. seen, and Nick Cage is in it for three seconds on a phone right. with Laura Dern. Right, because it's it's the tie-in to Wild at Heart. Yeah. Well, it's not the tie-in, it's just it's just a, it's just an a, yeah, a short or whatever. Why whatever. can't I find this thing about Tiffany Haddish who she replaced? I think it was the guy that played Richard Jewell. That actor, I just can't remember his name. According to Tiffany Haddish, she told Nicolas Cage a story about having sex while watching Face Off as their first time in a movie theater. Cage laughed about it, saying it was a symbol of their impending marriage. Right. (laughs) So she fucked in the theater for the first time? I guess so. So For the first time having sex, period. Cage was recommended Haddish by Paul Schrader. That's that's weird. Two movies with. Paul Schrader, that's an odd combo. Dog Eat Dog and the New Orleans... Oil disaster movie, the um, wow. Dying of the Light. Jesus Christ, that's a stretch. It's all in here. Wow, it's all in here, Dick. And then wow. he did a 
Paul Schrader directed a, a second version of the Dying of the Light called Dark, which is like the Dying of the Dark. Oh, just like he did the Paul Schrader, yeah. Just like The Exorcist. When His the, version the, the, of how he wanted to do that movie. Right, yeah. So technically three movies with him, but okay, so when's Haddish come up next? No, but like when, when her character oh, gets killed. Yeah, oh, Walter Hauser. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. So when her character gets killed, it's just like it kind of was just like I didn't like it because it's just like now you're going into a, like a weird dark territory. And I was like, if this is gonna be full on like comedy, make it a comedy and nobody dies, you know. D don't go that don't try to make it low. Like, now it's serious and the 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 you know, and I guess that that's part of the whole meta thing where like this is the third act, it's serious, there's danger, the stakes are raised. But it's like if you're trying to incorporate the real world into this situation, they're not. Which well, they they are in there now. They want it both ways, but it doesn't quite work for me. Like, that's the only problem I have is that they're trying to have both things work out, but it doesn't quite work. The the reason I didn't mind the third act, but also didn't love it, was because they did exactly what Seven Psychopaths did. Right. Yeah. The third act has to be this grand gesture to the audience to say right. we're resolving this, which is which is the reason it works in Seven Psychopaths is that's the fucking point. Right. Sam and Colin in that movie. Their points of that of that is to write a screenplay. And that's the exact same thing in this movie. Right. They're trying to sell something to the audience. And that's why it shifts gears. And the, the third act of both movies is not nearly as funny or character driven. Is because but it worked in Seven Psychopaths because he was making fun of Hollywood. Yes. Here's your third act. Yeah. yeah, it's not good, is it? No, that's the fucking point. It works yeah. for uh, it works for Martin's movie, not for this. No, this is we need to have something big for the audience, and and they even say that. The problem is the only joke in the third act was when Nick Cage is running and he he swaps shoes in the truck. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, sorry, there's no ankle support in these shoes. That I I laughed. My wife was laughing. So hard, she goes, I'm about to pee <laughs> during that scene. She laughed for six minutes straight during the LSD scene. And I would agree. I, yeah. I haven't laughed that hard hard since the Wolf of Wall Street scene where they did the Quaaludes. That I was gonna say, I wanted to bring that up. I just let the mug I think I know the answer to this problem. We have to take LSD. Yeah, we have to and take the case. Nick, Nick Cage like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> he says, fuck it. He takes it. And just, uh, that was funny. It was a funny part. And it was funny following the scene where Nick Cage, he goes to do the, the super wall. secret under undercover thing. And he goes yeah, into the yeah, security yeah. room. And he plugs in the like the USB things. And he's like, right. Oh, the security guard's coming. What do I do? And Tiffany Hash is like, all right. right, you put the sticky thing in her hand. And you, you touch the guard. And it puts him unconscious. She doesn't tell him it's going to kill him. Right. Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> he goes, oh, oh, fuck. I think I, I swapped myself. My lip. Yeah. I think I touched my lip. I don't know. Did you, did you do it? I don't know. Oh, fuck. I think I did. It's, yeah. It's, it's done very well. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, shit. And then he dies. And then she goes, action. And he wakes up and he yeah. gets it. And that, that was funny. The scene works yeah. so goddamn well. Yeah. And then it has the second next bit of like large humor, which is him and Peter Pascal and LSD. They're driving around. 
They park in some clearly Italian village. Yes, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. They look over and they see like a, a guy. And the guy next to him is like bald, but he kind of no. has long hair. He's like red, really red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick Cage is doing a for instance, and he goes, "Well, let's just say you're doing a role. Like for instance, those guys have been staring at us the whole time." And Pedro Pascal is <gasps> like, "They have been. They they are staring. Hold on, let me look again. They are staring at us. He's like, no, no." <laughs> Yeah. All right, don't look. You gotta look around and then sit. Now laugh. Do a fake laugh. That's yeah, what they. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he looks that directly. I was laughing the whole time during the scene at Peter Pascal's face because he sells everything. Yeah, he's funny during all the comedic bits. Yeah, the man. The man is goddamn hilarious with his face. Yeah. He's I, got. He's a good comedic actor. Which God damn, he was great in that scene. And he's like, ah! he's like, oh no! And they run away. Yeah. Then they jump over that wall, and the whole scene is like the, very. They're doing both. They're doing two things right there. Yeah. One is the heightened, uh, fake, the the fake heightened Hollywood uh, stakes, which Nick K. He lifts Nick Cage under the wall, and he's like, oh, don't leave right, me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't lift you. Let me go. And he falls. I'm sorry. The first time he drops, you see the slow motion him falling all the way in yeah. his back. Yeah. But the second time is what made me laugh harder because he he's holding him, and you see the drop the, the angle from Cage's perspective where he lets him go. Right. And he told he's like, "Let me go," and he lets him go, and it cuts to Cage's face, and it cuts back to Peter Pascal, and there's no difference. But he's standing on the yeah. ground already. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. hands still up in there. That's what made me laugh is there is no difference. Yeah. <laughs> the wall is that small. It was like the a wall bit was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. And he gets over it, and I'm like, I, I've seen the naked gun. I've seen all that. I know where this is going. He walks around the wall, and he's like, oh, I got around. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that. They're on drugs. I got, I got in. I was like, I know where state is welcome 15 seconds too long. And that's the problem for me for that scene. But my wife was just, she was almost peeing. She loved it. Like, she fucking loved it. Yeah. Like she, she was. There was only twelve. I counted. There was okay. So us, two more couples, and one guy. So seven people. She was so fucking loud, watching this movie in the theater that she had to go. She almost peed herself because she. Was oh no! Yeah, me laugh. Have fun in the theater. You're supposed to. I always laugh. I don't no, but it was. It. She was so loud. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, I, I laughed out loud at Rambo when he was killing everybody left and right during that movie. People looked as like were psych out of my fucking mind, but I don't give a shit. That movie was hilarious. I, Ra I, I, Rambo: I, Last Blood is the funniest fucking movie ever. That movie's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the movie where he shows up and just out of nowhere is like, I'm going to... Oh, that's the movie he goes to Mexico. Yeah, and it's, and it's and like surrogate, the surrogate daughter dies. And he drives her the 800 miles north back to the border. Oh, How did he get to customs? It's beyond me with a dead body. Oh, he's fucking... He, he drove around it, remember? He got he drove around it. Remember he cut, he cut the wire? I just remember killing people. Oh, no, it's just so, so fucking great. That he movie built all is... these underground tunnels in Texas. Because Only for them to show up, all die, and then he still has to go to Mexico to recover a dead body. Like, he he still fails in that movie. Okay. I have all of those movies now, thanks to Adam. <laughs> yes, um, very good. Very in 4K. Good. Yeah, it's all fantastic. So, yeah. Except the new one. He, has that in, he had that in HD. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just, a, just a Blu-ray. 
Yeah. But you know what this movie made me do, though? Was I hadn't done in months or in a year? I bought Fruit Loops. <laughs> that one single. I love Fruit Loops. I love okay. them. Okay. That you eating the Fruit Loops. I'll talk about that. Yeah. So the whole time Tiffany Haddish and Mike Barinholtz are representing like the CIA or whatever they're supposed to represent, they think that Peter Pascal has kidnapped another guy's daughter who's running for election. The whole point of them kidnapping her is so he drops out of the race. Turns out, Peter Pascal, three quarters of the way through the movie, did not kidnap her. His cousin is actually the one who's in charge. No. But because the cousin doesn't want to be, you know, on, the crosshairs on him, he has Peter Pascal pretending like he's in he's in the charge. And, and his cousin is not Riz Ahmed, who kind of looks like Riz Ahmed, but it's not. Yeah. He, the cousin was fine. I like the actor. He's fine. Yeah, he was there to do. He a was job what he was supposed to do. Yeah, it's fine. What a solid job. Yeah, and uh, but he threatens a cousin. He threatens Peter Pascal over Fruit Loops. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Fruit Loops. Fruit he Loops. makes him eat him. He's like, you yeah, either kill Cage. He's like, you either. What is? It? What was the ultimatum there? No, I'm gonna. You kill I'm Cage. Gonna kill you, or you kill Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. He's like, so one of you betrayed me. Right. He knows they, they all know the CIA is working with Cage. Right. Um, there's a great scene where they all go out, and then Nick Cage and, and Peter Pascal are driving out into the jungle, and they're just like each have their own guns because Cage's not going to grab the two gold guns from Face Off from this right. this weird shrine. And they're just like they, that's when they trade shoes and they're running around. And he's like, "I'm so sorry, I have to do this." And he's like, "Wait, you're going to kill me?" He's like, "Wait, you're going to kill me?" They do a whole yeah. thing there. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, all, it was all great, and then they run away, and that's when you see that there's no ankle support. I can't run. Yeah. He's like, what it basically sent to what it would basically equate to a penny loafers. I can't fucking run in these. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter Pascal has a great scene right there where he goes, All right, I'll run out there and grab. I have the keys of the Jeep. I'll run out and get the keys, drive around, grab you because my cousin's yeah. after us. Right. And Cage is like, No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. And for some reason, he takes on Lee. He's like, all right, I'm going to go. Give me the keys. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go. And Peter Pascal's like, well, if you're going, I'm not going to stay here by myself. I'm going to go with you. <laughs> he's like in love with him. So he just changes his mind that he's going to go together. Like that was his ultimate plan. Like that felt like the, it felt like he was just leading this conversation to go with him anyway. Right. He yeah, has yeah. to do this little charade for but no did reason. Did he say yeah, you did your own running in some movie? What was <laughs> yeah. it? He goes, uh, I mean, they're talking about, uh, Driving, you did your own driving and gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. No, no, yeah. He goes, you're running. the better. You're the better driver. Yeah, you did all your driving, all driving. Because he says, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's I'll, true. I'll go grab, and he's like, I'll go yeah. with you. And I was like, that was your plan the whole time. Yeah, like you know that just watching as an audience member, but neither character says that out loud, and that's the parts I love when Pedro Pascal is just yeah. like. I will not leave you for a second cage. Right. Um, the ending is the ending. Yeah, it's a typical. Like it, it basically it reminds me of Bowfinger. There's a lot of Bowfinger in this movie too. And it's like, I got you, sucker! <laughs> the end. And Bowfinger it felt like the same way in this one, where he throws the knife at the guy and it's Nick Cage and Demi Moore and the daughter with the big titties run after him. <laughs> and the it's like ridiculous. Was it Harold Ramis' daughter? <laughs> no. Uh, 
But um, yeah, I mean, and it, and then it ends, and it basically ends where they set it up earlier, where they talk oh about like God. Nick Nick Cage just wants to have a night where he sits on the floor, watches movies with his family, and that's how he spends his days. And they they do that at the end, and uh, they have a great joke where they go, "What's your top three favorite movies?" And he goes, "Well, my first one uh, has to be." Uh, oh yes, thank um, you for bringing that up. I forgot. It has to be uh, uh, face off. Uh, what? Yeah, face off. And then, okay, what's your second favorite? Well, you know, Paddington uh, too. No, the second one is no. The second one, yeah, that's right. And the first one is Paddington too. What? I swear to God, I cried the whole time. It made me question myself as a man. He's like, no, fuck it. No, like, no. During the end yeah. credits, and he's like, he's like Shit, it's cut, cut to perfect time. That movie cut. was amazing. Oh, it's amazing. He's crying. <laughs> and then they're, they're watching, at the end of the movie, the daughter says, uh, he goes, well, what movie do you want to watch, honey? Paddington 2. And he goes, oh, right. It's like, oh, okay. So pretty nice full circle joke there. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of setup and payoff in this movie, and that's what I appreciated. And um, it was a fun, fun movie. But again, did you read about that deleted scene that they didn't that they didn't put in the movie, but it's gonna be on the DVD or Blu-ray? No, where where he fights himself. Oh, okay. They did a they did a whole sequence. He yeah. goes to the bar in South America. Right. He looks over and he's talking to himself, and he's just like, "You are Nick, fucking." Hey! He's a, and he, he, and he kisses it, him, and then he's like. Yeah. We're gonna go out there. And we're gonna get this done. And then he's like, "Cage's kiss is great." Or something. Whatever it is. <laughs> I think that's what else. But again, uh, but uh, he sees him a third time and he punches him. Right? Yeah, he tells him to go away. He doesn't need yeah. more. So I get in the in the original version, they do this entire bit where it's a fight scene and it takes place on a, a German expressionist set. So it's like Dr. Caligari set, and they're fighting each other. So I thought that'd be kind of interesting to see. I guess they did shoot it, and it's going to be on the Blu-ray, but it just wasn't. It was too long for the movie, I guess. That's why they changed it and rewrote it to be as simple as what they did in the movie. So I'm kind of curious to see a deleted scene. Let's see if I can find one. I don't think it's going to be online. I hold on. Okay, here we go. And apparently, there uh, it is. Here's one of them. Not Lionsgate movie. bought this movie. I dare you to do your best impression. It can be of anything. A person, an animal, a machine. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? <laughs> Was that me? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good, but you got to do it a little faster, and you really got to hit the a-hard. Like what do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? A-hole. Oh, he says it. No. Like, what do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? No, it's not a question. <laughs> You've just given an escaped convict uh. unearned time with his daughter before the feds bust in, and there's 15 VX nerve gas missiles pointed directly at San Francisco. Do it again. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Cut the chit-chat a-hole. We cut the chit-chat a-hole. Chit-chat a-hole. Chit-chat a-hole. 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 What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Come there's a short space. Fuck, Harry. What do you say? What do you say? What? That's a line from The Rock, too. The Godspeed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing something. Why was this cut? 
I, I can see why they got it. Still, this is great. It's this funny, but behind yeah. the scenes or something. Well, I feel like it's the movie could have been yeah. shorter. Music, beautiful. You got it. <laughs> That's why he's the best part of this movie. Yeah, he's funny. His facial expressions make this movie for me. He's good. I did see, if you look way above you over there, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, at first. I don't think it's 100% anymore. Because it opened up to actual critics. Yes. Um, as of now... Oh, I, I think it's still pretty high, though. I think it's like in, it has to be 80s, right? 7.6 in IMDb. This is where I give my rating. Okay. Um, I'll, let's cover the ending. It's very, very generic. It's yeah. like a, it almost felt like a dream sequence the way Less, it works. Yeah, out. It, it's very much, yeah, it's very, very. Um, you have um, Pedro Pascal and, and him with his girl find basically says, I love you, I stay with you. Oh, really? And like, okay, and then they shoot, they shoot the guys. But the thing is, I kind of wanted Pedro Pascal to have his ending with the cousin, and then Nick Cage is the one that does it, which is fine, but I kind of wanted the Pedro Pascal character have closure with defeating his cousin. Yeah. And I felt like that would have been more interesting than having Nick Cage just at, in, at the, at the, at the embassy, he fights them, but then it cuts into the, the actual movie at the end of it on the, you know, on the premiere. And it, like I said, the, jump cuts to that. The very ending is Austin powers three. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's literally, yeah. It cuts to the movie version that they're doing. Yeah. Instead of Fat Bastard walking up being like Subway joke, which Mike Myers came up with apparently, they do a Pedro Pascal and they made the movie that they were writing together, which is the yeah. movie you watch, which is why I was like, oh, I've already seen this in adaptation. Right. Yeah. Already seen this. So they do it and Pedro Pascal is there. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, it feels like Pedro Pascal died. Right. Nick Cage yeah. is now imagining him instead of the younger version of Nick Cage. Right. Yeah. I was waiting for that and it never happened. Right. And I was a little let down by that. Well, I'm glad he didn't die because I kind of liked him at the at the end. Which like, they're gonna they're gonna come and they want to interview us for the screenplay. Yeah. You go handle that, Javi. I'm gonna go home basically. And that's the full circle because they set that a great shot of the water. I know. That's fine. It's very, very I'm going to show my overlay here in it's a second. Very peaceful. It's good for the background. I'm going to do. Very nice. So, out of ten, what what do you give this? I it's a solid seven. Wow. Okay. I give it a seven, and that's why I gave it on IMDb. I think I gave it a solid seven. I gave it an eight. Yeah. I did enjoy it all the way through, and I laughed pretty fucking hard during some scenes. Yeah. It was very minimal when I did laugh, but. It was a group like of of eight minutes where I was laughing like all the way through, right? Because it was it was very roller coastery with the jokes. They but did a job you... of setting it up, but the problem is the payoffs a lot of times didn't matter. Like when he finally gets the, the right guns, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. Here. I was like, I he's got the okay, yeah, yeah. Question but, uh, is, are you gonna buy this when it comes out on Blu-ray? I own all of them. Are you kidding me? I, Stupid question, I know. Yeah, 4K. Oh, God. You don't have a 4K player. I will. But the question well, is, where does this fall in my cage rankings? Yes, interesting. And my uh, my cage movie rankings. Which yes. Might be, I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah, let's see. This. Boom! Wow, yeah. okay. Quality of movie? Nope, over here. Yeah. This side. 
Am I right? Wow. It is above Face Off. It's a better movie than Face Off. Uh, yeah. I, the question is, what do I rather watch? Right. I'd rather watch Face Off. I'd rather watch most of those movies over there, but then it's not a better movie than those. Right. So I did I did have to go. It's not better than I have to get my hand here right. It's not better than Leaving Las Vegas. I can't say it is. But it is better Ooh, than Lord of the yeah. War, Face okay. Off, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, Mandy, The Rock. Right. So it's number eight on my quality of movie. Okay. Higher over here on my quality of cage, because I thought he did a great job. Um, I could not put him above Joe because in Joe. Yes. No, Joe's, Joe. Yeah, Joe's solid. I put him above the trust because over here I have the trust higher in the quality of movie because I love the trust. Which one's the trust? You you never saw it. It's him and Elijah the, Wood. It's the Paul Schrader movie? No. That was the two brothers who made a movie. Episode oh, one of oh, this okay. show. But I was like, oh, that was a really good movie. Like, I think if you were to watch it, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. And I watched it and I was like, I loved it. I don't know. I, I just I expected the fucking worst and got got a good movie. All right. But, I, but also I love that movie. But I did like the quality of Cage more in this than, than the trust. Um yeah, I just felt like he did a really good job. He has technically three roles because he does his. He, there's a scene there where he does his uh, makeup version of himself that you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Where he plays the Italian guy. Yes. 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 Who's been in hiding for 15 years? Right. And that, and it obviously, oh. obviously, looks like Nick Cage in makeup. <laughs> yes. And this is the part where I, I love the fact that it's literally Nick Cage. Because the guy yes. goes, you need to kill Nick Cage. Or kill, kill you. I'll kill you. And he, he gets, Nick Cage pulls a gun to him. He goes, oh, fucking Nick Cage. Fucking Nick Cage. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's just uh, like, yeah. oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really funny ending at that part. That very specific line was very funny. Oh, fucking Nick Cage. <laughs> He's just so defeated. Like, fucking actor. Like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. God damn it. They didn't, they didn't go too far with the cliche of, I'm a, like, uh, reminded me of Team America, where actor is the best thing you could be. Right. Was, yes, yes. That yes. was a joke of that movie, but they didn't do that right. in this, which is just like, I'll do my acting performance. He doesn't, they, they play it really subtle for that part. Yeah, they do. So the joke, it, it, joke works out better, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it's all kind of subdued, and again, it's like that's why I think I had the issue. I was like, if you're going to do this, you should do it full Magilla and just throw everything to the wind and go way broad. But they kind of did that in some spots and didn't do in other yeah. spots. And I was kind of like, okay, you gotta you gotta go balls out. That's why like that scene they cut out of the movie. I think that would have been better in the movie than out of the movie. But then yeah. again, it's kind of like they're kind of going real deep in the meta well, you know? The problem is they have this poster. Yes. This poster tells me you should go balls to the fucking wall. Yes, exactly. Do Team America in real life. Yeah. So they should have gone all the fucking way and just yeah. had them do six different roles there at the end, like Ocean's Eleven sort of movie. Right, 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 right. But just have him do himself. Uh, his his old self, which we already beat to death, I guess. And then this Italian dude. I wish the ending was almost like you have to be this guy, you have to be this guy. Can you do this? You're a great actor. Now's your chance to prove it. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. Like you said, all the way there. They no. just dip their toes and they're like, we're out of here. Yeah. The ending is lackluster compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, it, it just ends. It just ends. He's That's watching the movie with his family. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's just if they set it up at the beginning, uh, how like they used to do that when they were starting out, and it wasn't about the jobs. It was it was just about family, and they go back to that in a sense. So it's a, it's a callback to that time. So it's fine. It, it works, and I think Nick Cage comes out ahead in this movie as li- really likable and he's having a good time, and it's a jo- it's an enjoyable movie. And like I said, solid seven. So. Yeah, I I do want to uh, get the movie, watch the, the special features, and I'd be yeah. curious to see your commentary. And I hope they do have a commentary. I would assume that would be part of his contract. I hope so, because that would be interesting to get into that. And just if I him. was to get Cage in a movie, I'd be like, you have to do the commentary. Yeah, that is part of hiring you, because mm-hmm. I wanted you in a room alone with me, a microphone. Tell me how much you hated me. <laughs> like, yeah, it, go for it. Especially this movie. How. You played yourself several times in this movie. We need you to talk about that. The people need to hear this. Yeah. Do a video version of it. Like <laughs> you need a picture and picture for the commentary on this one. Yeah. When he shows <laughs> yeah. up in his lion outfit and he's wearing like a fucking Samar- safari hat. Like, what are you doing, Kate? <laughs> now he's got his, his his fucking Shriner hat on and he's yeah. dressed up as Superman. Kalel. He named his kid oh, Kalel. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's the funny point. The director of this, uh, Tom Gormican, uh, wrote uh, Ghosted, the TV show, which I with Adam Scott and uh, Mm. what's his name? Yeah, Robinson, which which looked pretty good actually, but it got canceled after one season. Yeah, I never never saw it. And then he did that awkward moment, which I will never see. I don't even know what that is. Zach Efron and that guy from the Fantastic Four movie. Never, no, thank you. With the square head. That's great. The guy who plays the main character in Fantastic Four, the new one. What's his name? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Uh, Ghosted looked good, though. It really did. I saw some clips. And I'm like, oh, that looks funny. And I, I saved it on my hard drive just to watch it eventually. And I haven't. Ha! Maybe I yeah. will now. Yeah. But yeah, I would say um, I gave it an eight. I did yeah. enjoy it. Like I said, here it is in my rankings. This did replace uh, bringing out the dead. Oh, really? Okay. Either I will do one of two things: move every episode of of the planned future ones an episode down and do bringing out the dead next, or next we'll do running with the devil. I have not decided yet. You want to do bringing out the dead next? Yeah. Just because I think that's on Amazon now for free. I think I have access to it. I can watch it. I have it on DVD because it's not in Blu-ray. I think I have it on DVD as well. I need One of the it. few Scorsese movies not on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, if you get The Departed, Kundun. Uh, I love Kundun. Um, the uh, uh, special features for The Departed, if you get the Blu-ray, are not the same special features as the DVD, which is annoying. Because the DVD of The Dead Party has an awesome Scorsese on Scorsese documentary. It talks about his whole career. And it's not on the Blu-ray of Departed. Only on the two-disc set of the, the DVD of Departed. But why? 
I don't know. That's, that's why I bought. It's just like shit. I have both, so I ended up buying. It. I was just like, I got a thrift store for a dollar. I was like, oh, I'm buying it this time because I used to have it, and I got rid of it. And I'm just like, well, shit, the Blu-ray don't have it, so I want that documentary. <laughs> shit, I just found a picture I saved from the last episode we did. Oh God, this. Where's this one? No, <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah, use that somewhere. All right, I need to save that to our screen. Well, I guess that's it for this. Uh, yeah, this wait. Good so episode. The, uh, the title itself, though, I don't like the title because, I, like I said, when I bought my ticket, I just said, "What's the Nick Cage movie out?" I want that. Problem is, I all the advertisements go massive talent, April. Whatever, right. Yeah. Whatever it was. It's just massive talent. Yeah. So I went and I go massive talent, and the girl goes, "Oh, first of all, I walk up to the screen. I walk up to the outside of the theater." Oh um, yeah. Here it's uh, Harkins, which I brought in my collection of Harkins Cup, which I'm missing two that are downstairs. But every oh. year they have a special cup. Oh. So every year I go and get the special cup. Wow, look at that. And here's the this year, which is some weird like blueprint. But well, that's boring. I have two more downstairs that are washing. But Harkins, stop! I go there all the fucking time. And this year I got, it's, this is my first time. I haven't seen a movie since the last two movies were Frozen 2. And Jumanji too. Ooh. Both kids' movies I brought are all everyone's kids too. Right, yeah, yeah. But finally yeah, yeah. it was like, all right, we're going to the theater alone. Yeah. And I go up to this the stand outside, you know, you walk up to the ticket booth and I go, ah, you're closed. Okay. It says go inside. I had to go fucking inside. I go up to the computer, I'm like, boop, boop, boop. The the little oh, first of all, the computer outside that you ordered the tickets from, you know, closed. I have to oh. go inside and there's a little like inside one and i go uh, and the girl walks up like fucking like teenage girl i go that must just be for you she's like yeah that's our computer okay and then she's like oh i'm like two tickets to uh massive talent she's like huh i don't see that yeah (sighs) the unbearable Is it reaches of massive talent? Unbearable weight of massive talent. That's right. <sighs> She's like, oh yeah. All right, so two for that. Choose your tickets. I'm like, oh now it's a touch screen. Okay, great. Yeah. We choose our tickets. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and it's like yeah. every seat is available except that one dude is in front of us. I tell you what, you make a surreal day out of it. I saw this movie a double feature because I went to the theater this weekend to see it. I watched this movie and the Northman immediately after. What do you give a Northman out of 10? Uh, seven. So same. Yeah, I would say the same because the Northman, it's, I didn't realize it cost $70 million. Uh, I don't understand how it costs that much money. I couldn't tell you. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. I think the woman who, who watched, who sat right fucking next to me, her and her, her husband, which I fucking hate. It's like, there's 70 seats in here. Go over there. Leave, don't sit right next to me. I know it's assigned seating, but there's 20 seats on this row empty. Go sit over there. You guys yeah. sit right next to me. Well, when we had the, the option way. to finally choose on the screen, I tried to tap seconds ago, and she told me it was only hers. Yeah. And she goes, all right, choose your seats. I go, there's one person, two aisles behind him. We'll go there. Yeah. You got to do a two-aisle buffer. If it's if you yep. can tell, not a lot of people coming on a Wednesday night, which is when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Space it out. And everyone else was very polite. Like, my theater was very... Everyone did two aisles behind, and it was great. Small theater. Right. I didn't notice anyone else. 
except when my, my when my wife was laughing uncontrollably. Right. No, yeah, but that's just like just was just like you gotta be fun. really because it's the center of the it's pretty much center, but it's like, dude, you could scoot over like two seats. Give me two seats at least. Why do you guys sit right next to me? It's just like, and, and you could see on the screen when you bought the ticket that someone's right there. Exactly what Give I was saying. Space. I saw that one guy, and I go, "Oh, yeah. you can put your feet up in that aisle, but he's yeah. sitting there. Let's go two back." Right? Yeah. Actually, I think we went three uh, back. But I will say and this: they, and they were fine. You're complaining yeah. that the the description you're describing here, which is very redundant, right there. But what you're describing is what I pray for. <laughs> for me, sit, sit right next to you, because I would put my hand on his thigh, and I would wait to see what the fuck happened. What are you doing? Hey, man. I noticed you sat right next to me when the whole theater's empty. I love you. <laughs> and I would slowly move my hand over to his. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, w- I would play it. That would be my game the you whole do that, movie. Do that spider crawl with your fingers yeah. along his thighs. No, you got to like, you see him grab going to grab his drink. You got to, oh, oh, I'll I'm, grab it. Mine's on my left. Yeah. I'm sorry. I... Oh, you. <laughs> and he had his wife. And I knew immediately that they were average film goers because the Northman is not. They got fooled by the poster or the trailer because they did not know who Robert Eggers was. So they had no idea that this was going to be a stylized, you know, very specific stylized film. And they, because like the Jurassic World trailer was on, she goes, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're in for a treat, my dear. You're about to enter Robert Eggers territory here. Couple this questions. Is, oh, man. First of all, what other trailers did you see? Oh no, actually, they're pretty mundane trailers. It was it was uh, Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movie. Um, fuck, I can't remember. For us, Just it was that basic movies. It wasn't anything special. It was a new, a fucking new uh, exorcism movie. Somehow. How the I fuck saw, is there another I, one? I saw the tail end of that one when I walked into the theater. Yeah. It was the first one that played for us. And then okay. there was... They didn't play the Lightyear one, obviously. Okay. But yeah, it was yeah. like... Movies were like, okay. I didn't see the new... Okay, question. I'm, I realize I'm all over the place right now. But I, I want to pause because I can't remember any of the trailers. So I do want to yeah, ask you, is, is the lighthouse worth watching? Yeah. Uh, it's on my list, my top five list of movies to watch because I think I'll enjoy it, but I, I don't know. It's wanna... square. It's shot four by three. I know that. So I, I watched know. the Ghost Story. Uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, I don't mind that. But, but Defoe and Pattinson are really good. I love Pat- Pattinson. It, it's Defoe. an acting movie. Yeah, it's an actor's movie. Defoe either cares or he clearly doesn't. That, that's the foe, but Pattinson. So far, I like I liked him and everything. But well, it was great in the Northman when when he goes, uh, Sal Scarsgård goes into the, he finds the pagan uh, priest somewhere, and he's got the head of William Defoe. He brings it out, and William Defoe talks to him through the head. And you're like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy. And at first, I thought it was Randy Quaid, the stabby guy. Playing the yeah, the guy playing the priest in the in the room is like, is that fucking Randy Quaid? It wasn't. I mean, it, it was. I wish it was. It was amazing. Paper face. Yeah. Adam fucking his wife in Canada. Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck you, George Bush. 
There was uh, no, it was Rupert Murdoch. Whatever it was, much it was funnier. so long ago. It was very personal because he was run, he ran Fox or something, or he ran yeah Fox. You know what, Rupert Murdoch. We need to get out of here. Yes, we do. Until next time, and in the meantime, check out this movie that's still in theaters. Yeah, it's so it's long. Not, it's, oh, it's not going to much money. Dick Dickin. It needs to make money. I don't think it's going. I think this is going to be on streaming in no time. Here's our credits. Here's our credits. Those are our credits playing right now. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. You like yeah, them? All right. You like them? That's yeah, better than the. <laughs> That's shit. All right. Very good. <laughs> Ending broadcast.